Welcome to episode 89 of Tactical Crouch. 89 episodes. We're coming up on 100, boys. Can you believe it? 11 more. I can. As long as we keep doing two a week, it'll be uh, in May. I'm not going to do math. I'll trust that you did it, though. Episode 100 <laughs> in May. You heard it here first. Pretty sick. Uh, welcome to Tactical Crouch. We're a competitive Overwatch podcast. I am Kick Tripod. Joined, of course, Yiska and Volamel. We're with you every week. You know this by now. You know this. Maybe do that. Yep. Beat. We've been we done did it. But um before we get started, we actually have a little bit of announcement. Might as well just jump right into it, eh? Hell yeah. So um cats out of the bag. Valorant is coming out uh tomorrow into closed beta. And we've really enjoyed making podcasts together for Overwatch ever since mm-hmm. the Overwatch League daily days. Yeah. It's just felt good. And so when Valorant was announced, we decided that we would low-key follow the scene as we were kind of opening, getting to close beta. And if it felt like the right thing, uh, maybe we would uh, jump in and do some Valorant content together. And I'm very happy to say that, well, we're going to be doing some Valorant content together. We are starting a podcast called Spike Drop. You can follow it on Twitter at Spike Drop. Uh, We're going to be recording this Friday. At noon, right here at twitch.tv slash kick tripod. And uh, we're going to just be discussing Valorant. So if you're excited about Valorant and, and, you know, want some Overwatch heads to bring you into the scene, it's going to be us. Yep. Yep. It's going to be so easy, easy, comparatively, strategically. Oh, my God. I understand how skills don't transfer. Mm. I think overall general concepts do pretty well. Oh, yeah. I think it's going to be uh, much more translucent and um, solve no, not solvable, but like observable for a mm-hmm. lot of people. The things yeah. we will talk about will be a lot more um, tangible for our audience, I think. Yep. And um, yeah, I'm looking forward to an experience like that because I always felt like. There's definitely a lot of depth and like nuance to games like CS, but it's still uh, just vastly less chaotic than uh, Overwatch is. So it's a nice uh, change also, like because we talked a lot in the past tense, just for the people that might be uh, feeling some anxiety about this announcement. Of course, that doesn't mean Technical Crouch is coming to an end or anything. We're still doing two podcasts a week. Um, and we're, we're going to write this thing out until that's right. The room might be anymore. on fire, but we're going to still be here. We'll be your chair through, uh, this coronavirus and overwatch league and uh tier two on, 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 you know, firewatch days. Yeah. So, and that's a big thing. I just want to emphasize that we decided when we had a meeting about it, um, you know, how are we going to treat tactical crouch? And in the end, we didn't feel good about stepping away or reducing tactical crouch time at all because um, the scene's way too early in Valorant. But at the same time, if you're going to be a content creator that isn't already, like, huge, 
in a new scene, the earlier you can get in the better. So we can't really wait and see like, what if we, you know, what if we like it or we don't like it? So kind of got to bet a little bit, place a bet, hedge your bet. And so ultimately that's kind of what we're going to be trying to do. And hopefully, you know, we just keep doing this and riding it out. And, um, we all love overwatch still, but you know, we're excited to expand our horizons. Gotta a little diversify. Bit. Gotta expand that portfolio. And John's like, guys, when I tell you that John's killed it with this, like ever with the design mm. shout out to, to blue who like came in clutch with, with some, some tracks with helping us with the name because the work in progress name was ass. We, we kind of leaked it already, right? Did we? No. Yeah. Yeah. It's one, on one of the graphics. I'm pretty sure. Oh, <laughs> oh man. Yeah. There's a story fun. to tell with that one. Yeah. But yeah. for another day, for another day. Yeah. So it's going to be fun. Um, at the, ver- at the very least, it's going to be fun, short lived few weeks. <laughs> Uh, but uh, we're, we're all really excited and really committed and really kind of amped. It's kind of rare where, um, you know, like I love making overwatch content and it's fun, but I, ooh, those, those German sirens, man, the party boys, <laughs> the, um, COVID bus goes running. <laughs> <laughs> It's uh, it's really exciting when you're in a new game as a content creator because yeah. you're just super motivated. Um, mm. You're super like there's a, just a level of passion kind of beyond that. Mm. Um, and so we're all just really excited to do it. Yeah. So the original name of it was going to be Valor Band. Um, somebody <laughs> has a podcast called Valorant. Which oh, yeah. was kind of funny. Except that they didn't actually change the the logo at all, so that's not gonna stay. Oh yeah, no. Like Blizzard, oh, they're getting clapped. Yeah, Blizzard is like really cool, where they're just like you can kind of use and like change up our assets, kind of how you want. Just you can't be like using the Overwatch League logo. Yeah. On your thing with like the tracer, I can't just blatantly be. Tracer is, or you can, yeah. you know, change Overwatch League into whatever Overwatch flat chat or whatever and and make that you can change all that kind of stuff and and they're really cool about it but can't do that valorant i i i like the pun too but we just decided I, between oh please yeah there's just enough things so we're gonna we're gonna stay with the spike drop for now lovely name fantastic name uh so come tune in with us on friday if you like yes. valorant um gonna be cramming it this weekend, or not this weekend, these next couple of days. I don't know what day it is. It is Monday, my dude. It feels like it's Wednesday. It has felt like a perpetual These China Wednesday. games have absolutely ruined me. True. Uh, post-coronavirus weeks are basically five Wednesdays followed by a weekend. It really does feel like perpetual hump day. It's just five Wednesdays in a weekend. Um, all right, that's enough about Valorant, though. Please come yes. join us, hang out. Um, follow please, Spike please. Drop on Twitter. Tell your friends. Other than that, let's talk about Overwatch. That's what we're here for. Uh, before we do, a yes, uh, big thank you to our patron producers: Battlecrab, Pin Lotion, Charlie L, Audio Compass, Porkchop, Sammy, Kasha sixty seven, Coochie, Kopi, Sauce Boy ninety one, Shara. Thank you so much for your support of the God, show. You're so much better at that than than Yesco. If you, <laughs> I uh, yes, I, uh, yes. If you, if you, yes, flow. If you like the show, go to patreoncom crouch and uh, support there. We appreciate it. All right. We actually have news to talk about this week. 
Oh, barely enough. We're gonna put on uh put on Overwatch TMZ here for a second. So oh, Boston boy. Uprising have uh dropped Mufin after uh he was uh after allegedly sending sexually explicit content to underage girls. Bye. Uprising can't catch a break, man. Like, ooh. Yeah. That's such, Give me your phones. I mean, yeah. Huck needs to have a phone collected. Just need to crack down on these these young gamers because Yeah. I'm more a fan of not taking the phones, but like educating them towards the root cause of their mm. yes, <laughs> whatever you want to call it. Jesus Mandatory Christ. morality class. <sighs> Rough. Yeah, yeah, it's it's never gets better. Never gets better. Never gets better, and it's obviously worse for um, the young girls who are brought into a, a yeah, situation that makes them uncomfortable and. I don't. I, I can't imagine. Like, yet, like, I feel for young parents trying to raise kids in like today's age. Like, regardless of COVID, just like, yeah, keeping God them bless you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Pass. from uh, just other people or you know shit like this. It's just, especially for for young girls. It's just, I, yeah. What do you do? It's it's the most obnoxious shit. Yep. Yeah. So we're not going to spend a whole lot of time on that, but um, if you're wondering why Mufin isn't playing for the Uprising anymore, now you know. Adios. Um, I, I, I don't think we have any access into where, where it is, if it's being pursued legally, to what extent, yep. uh, but we're not going to see Mufin back in, in no. competitive Overwatch. So. No. Which, you know, should we have seen Mufin in competitive Overwatch in the first place? The world may never know. It's true. Uh, <laughs> so we're gonna it's go. We're gonna go back to the. We're gonna go back to the Valorant for a second, not because we're actually gonna talk about Valorant, okay. but because a lot of players right now uh-huh. are officially <laughs> retiring from um, Overwatch mm. the day before Valorant goes into closed beta. Uh, to Vic, Hip. And Taimu all officially announced their retirement this week. Those are just players who have had um, Overwatch League level um, performances. But um, a lot of Tier 2 players, I would say about 50-50, clearing out the path to pro. They didn't talk about that path uh, very much in the trailer, I guess. Nope. We didn't get to the the second season where uh, Crusher 99... uh, you know, it's benched, moved to Academy. The Academy goes under. Nobody knows about it. And then he moves to a different game. And this, the, you know, the show's canceled. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Jeez. Also in the process, he made 300 bucks in total. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Didn't get paid on time. You know, the hey, usual. Hey, yeah. 300 bucks and 50 blue bucks. And a mouse pad. You want to go, yeah. you want to throw it old school. Smashed $700 worth of mice though. <laughs> thanks logistech yeah yeah so a lot of players leaving um i don't know i don't feel like dogging and being all depressed and um oh shadowburn is also he didn't retire he said he's taking a break Mm. he just hasn't enjoyed the game in a long time big thanks to the dev felt a little bit like a 
I'm leaving, but I'm not going to say I won't come back. I have like my, I took my shoes off, put them in the door frame, close the door, and I'm going to go buy some new shoes. Yeah. Like, you might as well have just retired. Yeah. I get it. I, I understand. But. How old is Shadowburn? I will tell He's you in a second. Like mid 20s, right? 24? Good question. Uh, 23, January 13th, 97. Oh, old man's strength. Old man strength. That's got BH. That's like being <laughs> yeah. 46 Some year old. Power. 46 years old in the NHL. Mm. I'm retiring. Oh, yeah. Dude, if 23 is old, then like, what is Runner? Is Runner just like ancient? Is he like the sage in the mountain? I mean, he's not a player, right? I mean, he was though. It was actually the last, the oldest remaining player. What's I don't cool? Even like know. who? Like what is Cool Man at then? Granted, he's I mean, not playing anymore. But like, yeah. what would you have? What would you? What kind of title would you give him? Start oh, calling man. him Groovy. I mean, man. he's a boomer. Like legit. Oh dang, he's the B word. <laughs> oh, Harry is twenty-eight. Okay, did. Goodbye. <laughs> hey, he, he at least get him geriatric care. Yeah. He at least played this week, eh? At one, two, yeah. to his credit. Yeah. yeah, true. Maybe we need. More... It was a good game. I actually really like that game. We'll, maybe, we'll get into it. But... Maybe we need more old men in Overwatch. Maybe there's a precedent to be maybe. set. So Jay Hong is also twenty eight. Jay Hong's twenty eight. Twenty eight. I knew yeah. he was up there, but I didn't know he's that up there. Apparently, he's twenty eight. Yeah, I didn't realize either. Chat, don't yeah. say sex in chat, please. Thank you. <laughs> no, we don't want to get fined, please. Please stop. That's a $10 Patreon. That's a $10 Patreon. <laughs> You're watching us. Let's not pretend you know, you know what that is. Like, come on. <laughs> well, you're going to do, you're gonna do, your, you're gonna do yourself like that, huh? Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm if, never if you know, Yiska, you know where he's headed with that. I don't think he'll uh, he'll venture into the the badlands uh, on the show, but no. If you know, you know. You know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. There, there should be like a barometer, just like down here, just like or somewhere in my torso. Where it's just like filter, filter, filter. Oh, <laughs> it's I just like give me full control, and you know exactly where his his brain is at at all times, like. Yeah, it's yep. rough. Yeah. So let's, for those who are like, what the hell are you talking about? Uh, Rascal and Lastro were fined $1,000 for an appropriate chat during a league match. So um, relatively recent change, the league yeah. has started to broadcast match chat uh, for the online portion of Overwatch League. And so every once in a while, you get a nice little glimpse into players chatting back and forth. And El Astro, uh, Lastro said um, sex and big dick. Big dick. And then Rascal <laughs> also said big dick with like, I think it was some sort of uh, like an assy email, but in mm -hmm. right? Um, and did the same thing. And like Super's like, guys, they can see. They can stop it. And Jexa ended up putting up a. No chat filter. No chat. No chat. No chat. Next day, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Overall, it was really funny. I think for the most people, um, as a funny kind of in innocent accident. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Players claim. Actually yeah. So a lot of players claim that they weren't aware that match chat was being broadcast. But mm. um, a few, are you serious? A few people of Overwatch League uh, 
did say and remind players that they were yeah. being broadcasted. Yeah, yeah. So already last week, I already heard before last weekend that this mm -hmm. was a deliberate decision that this was also forwarded to the teams. And you can argue that um, maybe there was something lost in translation or that the the coaches or whoever is supposed or team managers in that case, I think, or GMs didn't communicate that well to them. But I like when I heard about this change, my immediate reaction was like, this is going to be amazing until it isn't. Yeah. Now, this this situation is actually probably virtually the best stress test that could have happened because now all players are aware it's in there. They are aware that you cannot get away with anything offensive. And it was funny, and I think that's worth the 2k bucks. Yeah. Just set the boundary, you know? Like, don't go that's, over that line. That's the line. And then... That's what it is. I think people went a little far on, like, the overreaction of, like, don't want any, like, don't want any personality in Overwatch and blah, blah, blah. But, like, if they let that go through, um, it kind of opens the door. Like, if Blizzard has been uh, criticized for anything as far as their... Um, punishments goes, it tends to be the seeming um, inconsistency with so-and-so did yep. this, but they did this. Like, uh, Sato gets 28 games 30 or whatever, games 30 games banned. banned for boosting, and another player gets three or whatever, and, yep. you know, the degree and all that kind or of none. stuff. But you just kind of, yeah, exactly, or none. So having the um, they're just like, hey, you know what? It's really not a big deal. A thousand dollars is about the most on paper slap in the wrist that you can get. Yeah. So far, I don't think we've seen anything less than that in Overwatch League. No, I yeah. take a I take a grand over like match suspensions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, match Definitely. suspensions. Like, I think would have been an been an out outrage, but now it's it's very clear that this is on. You can use it. You could probably even use smack talk and all that kind of stuff. But if it's something that you wouldn't be able to say in a player interview, it's not yeah. something you should put in match chat. I, I, I agree with a lot of what you said. Like you have to set a boundary. Um, but I feel like it, like this is a good way to actually show some personality especially in like coronavirus era where it is like sex and big dick. we don't get not not specifically sex big dick but it's it's funny i saw like positive like a ton of positive response like everybody thought it was hilarious um i don't know like you even have like super's dad coming in and over the top and and just like <laughs> commenting on it which i thought was fantastic i thought that was hilarious like it's it's just juvenile humor. I don't know. Like it, it doesn't it have so to be Disney friendly all the time. And if anything, like it's probably for the best. I don't know. Like I, I guess my sensibilities is just like it's obviously in like just juvenile, haha, funny. He made a sex joke. I don't. I don't know. Locker I don't know where I stand on it, but, but it's a, yeah. It it de definitely gets close to that, but it, I don't know. Uh, what was no. sadly a little bit like neglected was uh, my boy Striker being the toxic king that he is. Did you see that? What, no. what directly went <laughs> like directly before that? Before no. Lester said it, 
he just goes like C9, C9. <laughs> just like because they, they it was that uh, the when Lastro said something, it was between the rounds. Mm -hmm. And beforehand, it was Valiant not capping. Right. right? And he just like C9, the toxic king that he is. Like, <laughs> that's, my, that's my stuff. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I, I fall a little bit like... I don't know. I, I, I fall. I think, I think ultimately this is the right decision. I think that if players or fans choose to take away that there's no room for smack talk or having personality because whatever. Um, I think if that's what they take away, I think that they're just looking for something to kind of yeah. whine about. Um, I, I would, if they continue to censor further on um, those kind of things, I would be really upset. Yeah. But at the same time, I don't agree that sex and big dick are what uh, is classified as player personality. And if yeah, that no. is what player personality is, then then we have a, a there's giant a bigger problem. problem. I think at yeah, play, totally. So I don't know. I, I just it, and that's my my hope and kind of my fear is that they don't like further punish where it's just like you can't say anything vulgar. It's just like like we're turning it off. Like obviously there's a line, right? Like just be like decent humans for the most part. But I don't know. Like it is kind of funny. I don't know. I thought it was funny. Um, I, I again I hope that it's not like like don't say anything. Like you're not allowed to. I don't know, swear, I guess. Like, they've really put a clamp on it, and everybody's like, I hope you have a great match. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I don't know. Is there anybody who is actually offended by it, or, like, thinks that more should have been done? I don't... Yeah, I'm not... I'm, I can't argue for that one. I think... I, I don't... Like, I think a slap on the wrist, and, and that's effectively what it is, um, is fine. But... Yeah, I, don't I haven't know. really seen it. I'm like, maybe maybe my perspective is off and there's somebody who's very marginalized by the comments, but ultimately sure. I think that it's just, I mean, kids being idiots. Yeah. But... Making um, ha-ha boner jokes. Like I don't even think so. Um, Wolf said something along the lines of like, uh, keep it out, it has no place in competitive overwatch brood war esports figured this out like 12 years ago or something like that i mean at that point just turn my shit off well and so i, I think, I think it was more in defense of the league i don't know i don't think that he actually thinks like no no match chat uh but rather in the sense that maybe it wasn't communicated very well that it was on and there wasn't sure. kind of a, i mean I, I could agree with that if, if you on how to use match chat 100 percent like if if you have two differing stories where players are like, I didn't know this was on, I would have never said anything versus, you know, people saying like, no, this was this was communicated to you. Then like something fell through the cracks. Um, it's tough to to fault anybody. But if that's the case and you're you're that kind of worried about it, then just turn it off. It's not that big of a deal. Like most people aren't typing it in anyways. Like the one comment that I got from this weekend that I thought was kind of funny was like the stat track hammer kills. That was kind of like, oh, cute. Like, that's kind of funny. But other than that, like, nobody's really using it all that well. Um, that's not to say that somebody couldn't use it better in the future, but I don't know. Just yeah. turn it off. Seems dumb. Yeah. Leaf? That's rough. Leaf gone too? Yeah. 
Oh, dang it. Not I always, I always rooted for Leaf. him. Leaf is a, Leaf's a good guy. L E A F. Yeah. Shout out to Leaf. Yeah, yeah. The uh, French guy. Leaf's um, a good dude. Yeah, and also actually pretty talented. It's actually really sad that a uh, yep. player of his caliber is also gone. But yep. uh, those are the times we live in. And when I point out that the game is not fun anymore, I get laughed at on Reddit. So I'm not. <laughs> What do we? Uh, so here's. I will say this. I think this is something that's really cool about esports that doesn't get talked about as much. Is um, imagine Yiska, you want to grow up and be a professional football player, uh, football player, mm -hmm. and you realize at like age eighteen that you don't really like the game, and you're you're not really you're not really that into it. Maybe you're not even good enough to make it as a professional football player. What are your options as a professional athlete going forward? Not Virtually many. Nothing, right? Yeah, probably not. At the same time, I think there are, I think a lot of examples where people are like, or like dual wielding top level performances in, in two sports. At least I remember that being the case. In Germany, for instance. Really? I mean, there yeah, has definitely. been. I mean, we've seen, like, we've mm. seen, at least in the 90s and early 2000s, we saw, like, uh, Deion Sanders, right, played safety for the Lions and played baseball. I can only think of Michael Jordan. I don't even know if well. he was that, like, MJ good at was baseball. bad at baseball. Yeah. Okay. I think that was a publicity stunt, but I think Deion Sanders was actually pretty decent. Uh, so we've like we've seen it, but largely in traditional sports, you dedicate so much of your time building up in that one sport. Right. And everybody else is. You can't just like switch and then be a, a top level player at this next sport. Um, with esports, though, you can. There's a lot of these players who are 17, 18, 19, even, you know, yeah. uh, 20 who, you know, got close. And a lot of those players were TF2 players who didn't quite make it on the TFT mm -hmm. level. And now they're, you know, great in Overwatch. They're coming over, doing something different. Yeah. And so, like, I at least think that that's really cool from, like, an esports perspective that these players still have the chance to go and, like... And there's also a lot of routes outside of being a professional player. Like, if any of them want to just put a little bit of effort into content creation probably be more profitable than being a player anyway definitely well i mean depending on the game but depending on the game the sure but even then like, yeah uh, most know. games like you could probably stream and do youtube and whatnot and probably make more money than what you're getting like on I, the average esport right i i don't know exactly where i fall on that like you do make some good points but i look at traditional like i think it's super chaotic and, and entirely volatile where I look at somebody who maybe had played like collegiate baseball or collegiate football. There is like transferable skills in like systems and like sectors that are there a lot is. more stabilized, right? Whereas like streaming, who's to say? The next well, esport, who's I don't to know. say? Like, you I know mean, what I mean? Your your options. So and again, a lot of people are bringing up great points. Like, sure, there's been a lot of like basketball players that got picked mm -hmm. up as a wide receiver or wide receivers that are just like, you know what? You'd be great in, in baseball or baseball players. are like, you'd be great in football. And they've made those changes relatively seamlessly. Mm -hmm. um, that has happened. I'm not saying it doesn't happen, but I think that yeah. the, the door is a lot more open for younger, especially I think of like younger kids where 
Mm. You know, it basically if you're a perfect, you know, a D one college football player. At that point, you don't make it to the NFL. Your choices ultimately end up being, am I going to try and find something to do around esports being a good top of the bottom tier professional player? Yeah. Or do I bide my time for the next game? Hopefully that pops off. Do I try to stream? I can't really find like I can't like off the top of my head think of anything else like you might want to do, though. Like, whereas if, if I'm playing like division one football, like I could transition into other sports that definitely have a, a foundation and a baseline that's a little bit safer. Like, hell, I could probably go teach PE. I mean, do you know I what go te- coach PE for high school, teachers maybe. make? Like, I would take my not chances. Not a lot. hundred percent. Like, not as a not content very creator. <laughs> I think in a lot of in a lot of ways than I would as a I, PE I teacher. guess my my argument is like at least I'm functional versus... on computers. You know, sure. Try being, you know, they're. I I know a lot of my jock friends from high school like still don't know how to use. Yeah, they can't. Best thing my parents ever did was support like video games and computer stuff is because I'm really competent on a computer now. Mm. Um, I think we're getting off topic a little bit, but I don't think so. I think it was. I think it's a. It's a good. Um. It's definitely a very broad subject that like we could talk about like for a different episode, but I think there there's a lot there that people don't think about within regards to like transferable skills. And we're not really there just yet in esports. Like we there are like avenues to like retire into. Um, but I still think we're getting we, we still need to push a lot of these players into like building out themselves so that they have something to kind of like fall back on because a lot of people still like even in the Overwatch League, and that's why I wrote that 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 article on becoming like a villain. Like you're just nameless. Most of you are just nameless. Most of you, like nobody cares about. Like, let's be real. It's a it's a harsh reality, but most people don't like recognize your name. Yeah, but why? that's not only on the players. That is no, no, hundred percent. It's not. But, but most you need to step. Players, yeah. You you have to kind of like take some of that responsibility, though. Not all of it, but some of it. There, I mean, there are players who have put in, I, I would say, relatively minimal effort into yep. making a name for themselves yep. uh, in Overwatch League. And some that have done very well, and you you all know their names. Avast. Sure. I think Avast he is went a perfect from example. Riding the bench. Riding the bench now, on a professional Overwatch League team. Yeah. And now gets hundreds of views on YouTube. Yep. Doing well for himself. So can't say the same for some, some of these other people you have to you, like the, the league itself definitely has to step up there and they seem like they're just like completely content on not doing it. But the players as well, like do have a little bit of responsibility in doing that for themselves if they want to kind of like stay around. And if not, then that's okay too. Like that's not a bad thing. But if, if the goal is to like exist in esports and in gaming, the gaming sphere as a whole, which I think esports is like just one like sector of, you have to put in some effort. You have to like try and establish yourself in some way more than just like flex support player for X team. You have, you have to do more and it's, it's just not enough to just play, play above average. It's kind of just like in professional sports, how yes, you can do a lot on your skill alone, but that, that additional networking, that report card, like all that stuff ends up factoring into what makes you a viable pickup for college and yep. beyond. So, yep. Um, 
Yeah. So anyways, I don't know. I just think um, my my only point behind that was being is like it's great that somebody can switch a lot easier from esport <clears throat> to esport. Yeah. And that content well is never going to it's it's you've got another like 10 years on it before you like you're not there's not a whole lot of like 30 year old content creators besides us who are just like making content off of what they did 10 years ago and esports yeah, just riding riding the uh the glory days of playing against the boston uprising that one time oh boy yeah. don't you remember remember when remember when so i don't know that was i just thought that that was kind of yeah i mean it, it is an interesting topic i i think um it, it requires its own episode at some point because it is something that is worth talking about for sure but neither here nor there we have games to talk about we do have games to talk about so week nine in the books yes yes great job on the preview episode sorry i still haven't gotten it up on um the rss feed it's been so busy but great job on the preview episode guys um well thanks dad we're going to uh let's let's talk about overall meta stuff here for a second true uh there's a few things that i think immediately i wanted to hear your guys thoughts on the first is uh torb torb jarn a put to sleep now i bet you uh yiska really loved how good carpe was on torb i mean i saw that shit coming and i was sad because i'd meet no chipsa um yeah. that happened f- pretty late in the in the week, the week. i think yeah yeah, like, for instance, the Chengdu shit that they were running, they had their weird, like, I call it a couple weird gun. things. They had a couple weird things, to be fair. So just please differentiate what you mean. Yeah, like, they had the, the Soldier Chop, uh, Risa, Baptiste, okay. uh, Zen type of shit. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, that was weird, but it worked surprisingly well, especially on Muskaya. Uh, which kept them in the series more or less, um, and then Torp in general, like it's it's weird to see because on the one hand you have uh, Western teams playing a shit ton of Tracer, and then Asia just going nope, like we are all, all Doom Sombra, we are all um, Sombra Reaper and that type of stuff, and in the West they thought like Sombra wasn't even a hero pretty much. So um, it's interesting to see these differences, and that's why also in, in the Western metas, this was more applicable because they needed to play it into Tracer. So, of course, it's a shame that we never see these lo- local Optima like compete against each other, but it's, I mean, what can we do, right? But, um, yeah, like when all is said and done, I, I would have liked to see, um, like, how... Who would have had to bulge, you know, like a budge in terms of like, is it the uh, the teams that run the Sombra stuff or is it the teams that run the Torp stuff? Yeah, I think this is another one of those good metas where it would have been interesting to see it last a couple more weeks to see where teams kind of settle down into and what what is a counter, what isn't a counter. Um, yeah. We heard a lot of like how Torp is supposed to be good against the Sombra and the Tracers, but Dallas uh, proved otherwise. Um, I don't know. I don't know. That's that necessarily like is uh, like the skeleton key that to unlock why Torb is like bad or good 
or maybe it was just a poor performance or a poor execution. But yeah, this 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 whole meta was like fairly interesting. There was a, quite a few different looks. Um, maybe this is a step uh, in the right direction in terms of where everybody's heads are at with hero pools. Um, maybe dive is just not an archetype that's easy to plug and play for a lot of teams. And having something like this Torb Reaper kind of super death ball. I don't want to call it goats because it's, you know, it's not, but it's very like move is six, run into them, try to like force direct engagements instead of trying to create these coordinated strikes from different angles and, you know, having like kind of eliminating positioning to an extent um, makes the ease of execution. a lot more accessible for a lot of these teams. So maybe that's like uh, the future of hero pools. Not something I'm upset with, but um, maybe this is the step in the right direction for, for teams on where their, where their heads are at with trying to figure this whole uh, chaotic system out. It is. We, uh, we, <laughs> we spent a, a little bit of this week kind of defending, I think um, Yiska, you know, you had a point about, what you value as good Overwatch. And we spent, and man, I thought we did a good job in spending like 10 minutes qualifying good Overwatch. Mm-hmm. And people yeah. were still like, well, can we good Overwatch? Well, yeah, yeah. We just, we apparently we couldn't anticipate you that you, enough. Uh, yeah, right. Chung, yeah. Chung do do me. Um, yeah, but we, we spent a little Chung time about, do. uh, like, uh, what good Overwatch looks like. And I will say this. As we progress into the abyss of chaotic hero pools and people begin to forget Overwatch League Season 1 and Season 2, I think it'll feel a little bit more put together. Um, yeah. And I think this week was one of those weeks that were, I don't know, annoyingly fun to watch. <laughs> and I think I think uh, the hero variety helped with that. Like seeing a Torbjorn and seeing like Carpe uh you know pop off on it i think was really fun and i also think like uh hisu who i want to talk about sure. uh hisu like fading away off the map and then like going back on just to showboat on his overwatch league debut so sick and um i don't know that kind of stuff was really fun for me so i don't know i, I this week was one of the more fun weeks i've had to watch in overwatch league for a while um, hmm. but it did not keep me glued at the same time. It wasn't something that I was like glued to my screen. Like when I sit down yeah. and watch hockey or football, I'm glued, I'm, I'm tied in and I feel very much like I am still just cued in by the casters. And I also very much the, the team, the whole like team fight structure, right. Of 30 seconds of action and then 40 seconds of reset is, mm. um, kind of tiring from that i think yeah i think it's it's fine like i honestly had to just like go into myself and think is that fun and what if not why is it not fun to me like it's weird i really like it's it's obscure yeah and uh i will also say by the way readily admitting this week Chengdu looked more uh, coordinated than last week to me. Um, they had set strategies, like especially their railgun stuff was well thought out. Their rotations or like 
disengagement plants or whatever you want to call it, like their fallback traps or I've struggled for for a good word, and we eventually. Oh, by the way, we will also have to have the talk about language in Overwatch because, like as you said, like we're calling everything goats. Everything, everything's a comp, and it's not. Everything's a comp, and then like we're saying somber goats, and like it's it's a completely different support, maybe. Yep. And then it's also that we um have a a name for the types of heroes that a player plays and that's called hero pool and then blizzard yeah. comes along and makes a feature out yeah. of virtually infinite possibilities that you can choose from all languages in the world you had to choose hero pool because we already aren't lacking like succinct words then we're calling things like off tank positions Potentially, that that phased out now. Flex yeah. tank, bro. Two years these assholes were playing diva only. What the hell is flexible about that? Like getting your fat ass into the diva back suit? Is that like I don't know what we're referring to? Like our ah. language is whack. Like you go into a rant game, it's just like uh, widow top right, top right. Oh, I told you top right. Yeah, top right from which like, balcony direction? Which one? I would, <laughs> Are we talking 330 North? Like, come on, man. Yeah. Like, this is, yeah. that's also a big issue that we have in Overwatch. That we don't have great language um, to fix it. Maybe was, I'll even put this in an article somewhere. But oh, Jesus Christ, it actually is a problem. I will say this. I was super impressed with how quickly all the Valorant, I mean, there's only like four Valorant maps. And they're yeah. not nearly as complex as Overwatch, to be fair. Yeah. Like, but every place already has like a universal term for it yep. uh players are like yeah you do this uh and uh, we so had a coalition to do that early in overwatch but again we were so divided where like people were super competitive about it as people were just like i'm just here to play mercy guys like i don't know like i think the lore's cool like it was so split yeah. and it still is so split that all of that information has gone down the tube there's so many maps to remember so many different call outs there's three different yeah. points on three different like it's it's yeah. almost impossible to try and get that all straight and you know kudos to the pros who do it but just for like a ladder guy like or gal um it's near impossible to try and get that all straight yeah i mean the map locations if players were ever to talk about those and we're caught in like mic check or whatever that's another thousand dollar oh, fine yeah. raining in like <laughs> they have some some really ridiculous uh call outs but um yeah, I think in general also that like when people criticize like the the graphics or like the the beauty of the map or whatever in Valorant, it's just like, yeah, that's a box, bro. So we can look at it. Everyone in the world can decide that's a box, bro. We call it box. And then it's just like we're driving around Kings, bro. Oh, this is cafe, but only the ones where they have the venti latte. Like, why why is it two completely the same? Like it's, establishments two hotels, on the old timey hotel, uh, yep. and then there's Broadway Hotel. Yep. Yeah, like, just make it ugly. Just give me, just give me geometry. I don't care. Take all the textures away. Like this, I, just give me something to shout out. Put it like I already said it before. Like put a Coca Cola sign above the entrance, and we just call it the Coke Building. Yeah, I don't care. Or call, like that or like make it like a very obvious name. Yeah, just call it Coke. Well, there are there are certain like hotels or like even on like Numbani, like there are like little ads or like uh, shop names that, uh, you know, you could use. 
mouthfuls like their french names and it's just like i don't think anybody's gonna try and pronounce that yeah a. exactly and they're, they're, that's they're not effective long. call out yeah, they're, yeah. They're, so it's and it, and it goes for me it goes back to that identity issue where it's just like this game is pretty but pretty doesn't equal clarity they're kind of opposed to each yeah. other where it's just like things that but are pretty geez, sometimes are very very busy i just want them yeah. to rename it like the cheese it grooves lounge <laughs> My mind is yeah. crushed. The, Sell the, out. Yeah, Just the, give me a name. The cheese it grooves balcony <laughs> on point B, Hanamura. Just yeah. nothing to do with cheese it's. Yeah. Nothing yep. to it's do actually, with grooves. That was a cool thing that uh Gitamchun tweeted where it was like yep. the Toby uh, spot. She, she talked yeah, she talked about that. I mean, this is not a thing that is uh set in ranked, right? So don't no, misunderstand no. this. But like certain fan groups just named positions after players for their iconic uh, moments, right? So, like, this position is the J-Hong, and then this position is the uh, Miro, because, like, he sat there, up there, and just pounced down with, like, that was a tech thing. And, I, unironically, this is a thing in CS, for instance, where you have map callouts, where this is Get Right, this is Nuki. There's, this there's is specific forest. ones. They're not, it's not super common, though, right? Uh, no, 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 no. Because yeah, like, there was something similar that happened in Halo. Shout out to anybody who remembers Gandhi on midship. Um, yeah, like it, it happens Shout in other esports. Who so remembers I'm, midship. Ugh. Yeah, or Gandhi, or Gandhi. Yep, it it does happen, and it's it's a very. It, I think it like language in general in Overwatch is a very complex issue. Not something that we can easily solve. Um, for a number of reasons, the communities being completely split off. Um, the fact that there are so many maps, the fact there are so many different game modes, um, it's not doing itself. The game itself yeah, yeah, isn't yeah, doing itself helps. favors yeah, um, yeah. by having so many different ways to play. And we're only expanding on that with Overwatch 2 with push. Yeah. Um, I think I've always yeah. been of the assumption that I wish we could just pick one and run with it for a season and just be like, okay, this is the, the hybrid season. We're only going to play hybrid. We're only playing hybrid maps. That's it. But or whatever the for, community decides. But for whatever reason too, and again, I don't like, I'm not a map designer. People yeah. are already exhausted by the existing map pools. They're yeah. already like, I'm sick of seeing this same map. Can you imagine? Or the same? Yeah. Like, could you imagine? Limiting it to I so wonder, weird. Like, I wonder if there's some like backwards thinking with that. Whereas if you give if you give somebody too many choices, they get tired of it. But if you limit their choices, like like to a, a percentage of the pool, they become more appreciative of like good and bad things. Because I think we talk about bad maps all the time, but I don't think anybody can tell me like what makes a bad map. Yeah. But if we only this is annoying. I think the rep the repetition of the maps, like I think especially for like uh like uh hybrid maps are an example sure. or payload maps even are mm. an example of like point e point you know, F F F what map am I talking about? You have one or two fights and then they take point A, and if you're lucky you stall out one and they take point B, and then point C is where defense really starts to uh, hold them. That's every hybrid and payload map that there is. Most uh, of them, yeah. You know, so it's like it's just like, oh, cool! You just reskinned these different maps in a mm. way that I either like or don't like, and the end result is the same. Yeah. So, like, so they good. Like 
the varied map design of some of these maps, like 2CP, especially like in ranked, is just like 2CP would have been a better example never for me, fun. By the way. Yeah. No, it's it is never too fun. teamwork focused. It's fun to watch like professionals play it. Like it's very yeah. like strategic and it's super cool. But for the average player, you just remove 2CP from it the is ladder. Really like, fun. It shouldn't be there. It's really fun to stomp the other team in if that ever happens. Yeah, that's that's sure. remotely the only thing that's fun is like if you walk into B, crush and immediately challenge channel. Why? Because you're keeping yourself from the just like soul sucking experience of but people staggering into the points yep that's also just overwatch in general right it's just it is one of the most fun games to stomp in i think that uh i have but there's too many like borderline to losing situations that like it is the most frustrating game to lose yep yeah because the the amount of personal responsibility is so low especially on the ladder yep Ugh. so sorry to all you Reinhardt and Diva fan or Diva mains out there. You try, you try. I'm trying to do the Lord's work. Yep. God yep. bless you. Yep. Yeah, it's yeah. It's a weird. It's a weird game. Hopefully, uh, Overwatch Two can can uh, filter it down. I think that would be best for everybody. But I worry that it would be too big of a change that people would be like, "This isn't the Overwatch I want." Yeah, I agree. Big man. Yeah. I don't know. It's we're getting off track here. General yeah. thoughts about uh this week. There's one more thing um that I kind of wanted to take note of that I found pretty interesting. The Washington Justice have fallen to 2 and 6. I think yep. this is a team that um enlarged the community has stayed very uh bearish on being good. Really? The community, not really insiders, but just in general, like every time. Oh, uh, okay, I don't know. Like yeah, this. I haven't like semi top ten team. People are really people are still saying that. I mean, again, maybe, I, like, maybe I'm, I'm, I'm playing ignorance. Maybe, okay, I'm playing maybe, ignorance. maybe I'm off I don't on know. it. So, anyways, uh, no, I, I I think it's it's not even more ridiculous to still think this than it was preseason. Yeah, they're just as high. <laughs> like. That that's the thing. It's like it, I I would believe it if people were saying it. I just I I find it surprising. Like this is a bad team. This team's not good. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I think it, the only thing just, that, was, that was saving them was the five home stands, and that's eliminated. So, yeah. Okay. Cool. Yes. Exactly. And then it's like, bro, we introduced hero pools. They have seven people. Yeah. They are their main tank. One of their main tanks that is like the double setting. Like where you want have one player you can substitute is somewhere in Europe with a visa that miraculously takes three times as long, and then and still like no. sweet. Like if if there was could, one team that I think got boned with the whole like hero pools coming in late, I think it might have been Justice. But I also don't know that they would have made any changes knowing beforehand. Maybe they would have played their cards the same way. I don't know. Yeah. Okay, well, I could, like, again, I could be totally wrong. Maybe I'm just, you know, sometimes you, like, mm -hmm. think you have a good grasp on how certain people are feeling on a certain topic, and you're just wrong. I could just be totally wrong. But, like, I feel like every time I see the justice, there's just, like, this kind of, like, relentless optimism around it. And I, I think a big part of it has to do with, like, Corey and Stratish. People really like sure. both of them. 
Um, I know, think Corey have... deserves a much better team. Absolute stud. Yeah. Corey, so, that player. That's yeah. the sad part about all of this, yes. Yep. Uh, let's... And arguably, like, real talk, there's, like, for instance, Stratus. <laughs> I'm not sure if they don't all, in a sense, deserve, like, a better system around them. In terms of, like, just more players, more options, less strain to play literally every hero in hero pools. I, you know? I, I also, though, and, and I hope that they do pick players up at the same time. No, people didn't know hero pools were coming when they were building these rosters, right? Like a, a seven, eight person roster is still relatively crazy in the pre hero pools overwatch league, yep. but it's not like the end all because you've got multiple yeah, yeah. weeks to crazy. do well with what you have. Whereas yeah. this is every week. You just kind of have to like hope that you roll the dice and, you know, roll a 15 plus. It's just not that. And the more players you have, the more dice you have almost, right? Exactly. Like they, they're kind of similar. And yeah. Justice just chose not to have a ton of dice, but the game also chose to not tell them that dice was going to be needed. Yeah. yeah. So it's just... it... true, true, true. Yeah. yeah, that to be fair, we got to throw that. your hands up and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not. I'm not a fan, though, of, I think it was their assistant GM pre going, yeah, I think we, uh, like, and we gotta revisit this, but this is, this is, like, the message that's stuck in my head, where yeah. he said, we think this is an advantage, because everyone knows that everyone needs to play everything. Now, if, if you can remember back to that point, was that before or after Hero Pools was kind of confirmed? After. I want to say it was before, oh, it was after. Okay, yeah. that it makes I'm, that I'm pretty sure it was after. backwards. Yeah. Um, but hypothetically, let's say it was beforehand. Mm. We we saw a little bit of travel. We saw what happens to players when they travel just a little bit. I think most rational people can look at that statement and say, "Yes, your team doesn't have to travel as much, but you're still going to face jet lag, sickness, burnout." with trying to make a lean and mean roster work. Probably not the best bet. Maybe again, again, nobody planned for a global pandemic. We can, we can lay that on the table as a, as a confirmation, right? Like that is, that is a fact. Maybe they had plans on picking more people up. Hard to tell. Um, Maybe they thought the homestands were going to take care of that and, and try to keep that to the minimum. I think that's naive personally, but I, I, I really don't, I just couldn't disagree more with that that whole sentiment. Even even before hero pools, and if it's after hero pools, it just looks really dumb. It's also Period. like I agree that there could be some issues with uh, the coronavirus making picking up a free or uh, like players harder because of course nobody can travel and whatnot. I wonder how that holds up to, though in regards to how many teams are offering players at the moment, where it's like. What do you mean? Um, like selling or trading? Yeah, like all open to trade. Because like if you're a team that has resources, there are a lot of teams, of course, they're cu- currently trying to get rid of some of their um, mm-hmm. you know fat. Yeah. Um like do you need the guy in the same city at the moment? No, I don't think you do, but on the th- same coast, yes, maybe. 
yeah sure like you need them within relative distance um, but you don't need a visa for the most part or you can kind of play around with that if you just recruit locally mm. which is kind of difficult for some teams because they are like yeah. a western org that has like a fully korean staff that aren't in korea yeah. like it, it is it is kind of weird for some teams but barring that I still wonder if teams do have resources to go around and try to recruit people because of COVID. I, I would struggle to find a team that hasn't kind of put a freeze on that or, or is actively trying to trim the fat because of it. Um, we obviously talked about it at the head of the show, talking about, you know, tier two and, you know, COVID being a, a large reason why, you know, teams have to kind of cut the fat where it is and tier two just really isn't worth investing into. Um, so they have to let those players and those teams go, unfortunately, obviously. Um, and I wonder how much of that reaches the top end and saying like, well, we have a 12 man roster where like not everybody's playing and like, yeah, we need, we, we would like to have players stick around, but this isn't going anywhere anytime soon. And we already kind of weren't making a ton of money. Yeah. I mean, damn, I don't know. (laughs) Also, so many people just retiring at the moment. Yeah, it's just rough. Kib just posted his Sharik you know. as well. Yeah, these are Overwatch from Overwatch players. Yeah. This is rough. Damn. I think I think they could have had a, a somewhat, you know, relative a couple more years in them. Um, but yeah, it's it's sad to Kib see a lot of these, these guys a, go. A Valorant. Um, Has he got a team going? No, he's got a Valorant. Uh, Twitter banner, which I think is more more presumptuous <laughs> That's than a gangsta. team. That's just actually like, gangsta. It's just not even like subtle about it. But that's where we're at, where it's just like I'd rather roll the dice with something else than stick with the game that I've put my heart and soul into. That's that's where we're at. Yep. And and that hurts. It sucks. It sucks to see people like have to give that up. <sighs> and at some point, we gotta have a talk about how it what it feels like and what it is like. When you just don't love the game anymore. Yeah. It's, it's, it is. And it, it doesn't it's love tough. you. Also, doesn't yeah, it definitely love doesn't love you back. It's gonna, well, the, I think the, one of the unintended things that right now we're only seeing like players, but think of all the great like mm. tier two casters and analysts yeah. that we have that, you know, casting once you're in kind of the thing you're in. And until yep. then, you're just jumping around, right? And so think of how many of the great casters that we're going to lose in tier two. Um, I wouldn't be surprised. And I think, I think we, we kind of uh, were sharing it about before the show, you know, even some of the overwatch league talent again, not, not, a not the most, how to say this, not the best situation, right? Like going into this season, mm, pretty saying. rough, right? Yeah, pretty rough to kind of see what all happened with negotiations with some of the people that left, right? Yep, Monty. As Della. a as a person who stuck yep. around, you kind of have to. You know, some people got to pay the bills, families to feed. You know, you know, I I'm cool with staying. Like maybe this is right for me for right now. But seeing how that was handled, I wonder if that affected them, and I wonder if that affected their decisions for next year. Do we see some of that talent leave for for greener pastures? I would say some, yeah. I wouldn't. I, I don't know say if it's all, Valorant but, um, necessarily, but I, but I like I do. Yeah, I mean, yeah. 
you kind of have to, yeah. you have to kind of look at, is this game that I'm doing trending mm-hmm. up or down or plateauing? And if it's trending up, generally you want to stay. And you want to stay, of course, that. write it out. If it's plateauing, and I think there's a decision to be made. I think Overwatch League is a game that from a lot of ways I think is trending down. But I think that there are a few ways where I would say that it's still plateauing. It's just kind of it's kind of sitting here. We haven't fully seen if it's gonna, you know, turn a corner and if that yeah. corner is gonna be up or down. Um but you have to kind of make a choice in, you know, how safe mm-hmm. do you feel? Yeah. Um, and how how in love are the game are you still? It's also I think this is an important distinction for us to make. It's it's not that it's not really about Valorant as much as is, as it is. No, it could like, be anything. Valorant rips the band-aid off. Yes. It's but just this the- was festering for a while. Like things like the, we just patchworked a lot in the off season, right? Like stuff could have definitely worked out way worse. Oh, totally. And I hope this is either people got to wake up or get out in in terms of the position in the upper position that I'm uh, mm-hmm. making because it's <laughs> and I say this knowing that the current situation and forces and inertia that is probably not that we're probably not able to overcome delays everything, right? Yeah. Like people need to see <laughs> physically uh or work together and then the hardware stuff we've already seen like for instance uh, valorant talked about how the server infrastructure is lacking behind um schedule because of the fallout and everything that of course that that stuff happens Mm -hmm. and it makes it harder but i mean come on dude and this is people behind the scenes this is this this has been on our, our minds for way longer than like yeah. the last two weeks. Yeah. We just haven't had to really address it because esports the past three years have only been, I mean, largely who are, who are the entrants in esports in the past three years besides Overwatch? Uh, BRs, yeah. right? You've got yeah. PUBG, you've got Apex, and you've got Fortnite. And Rainbow Six Siege, I don't know Siege if that was a little before bit. or after, and I think they've done an okay job with that. Uh, growing that's that's a game that started on like a decline like yeah. absolutely like Turned unplayable and has absolutely had a steady and slow incline and it's fantastic and the game's doing well and do you know what they what fixed fantastic it? hero pools yeah it was the hero pools that did it not the fundamental <laughs> i game think design. i i yeah again i think you have a, a very clear like idea of what you want the game to be in Rainbow Six, you have very clear settings that people can kind of understand. Yes, there is some, you know, struggles with how quick the game is and observing is I'm sure not easy for that game, but it's it's pretty straightforward. After you play a couple of games, it's like, oh, OK, like it's kind of like Counter-Strike and it, it's yeah, got some I, verticality to it and it, it's kind of cool. Like it's different. Chad, I was just making a joke. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. About, about hero about hero pools. But, um, by, by the way. Like I'm, I'm cognizant that we haven't actually talked that much about the games. The games, yeah. But let's get on our last rant topic because I think a lot of people will be able to empathize with that point. And we were just at like struggles for other for Rainbow Six to observe. Sure. What about our struggles with observing? 
Oh, are we talking about the Chengdu Guangzhou? Come Didn't even on, get to see man. the last fight because Come we're on. in a replay. So is that observers or is that production? That's director. Yeah. So it's the director. Sure? So it's not somebody that made a bad call. So it's yeah, and that's yes. that's the thing, right? Extension. I think that there's 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 an idea, and people yes. I don't think totally understand this. I have a working knowledge from like a grassroots side, but mm. so you have observers who are operating essentially multiple cameras, right? Yep. And you yep. also have set cameras. Yep. And yep. then, as far as I understand it, you have a like a director who determines. And I believe there's like replay people as well, where they yeah, like are capturing replay replays. Yep. So there is ultimately one or two people who are choosing which camera gets shown. Yep. Similar to like if you've ever watched any like TV like news show type thing, like if you watch Newsroom, um, you know, a great example of somebody who's like a almost like a a, a producer. They they determine um what gets shown next and how people get cued. Mm that is what we're talking about in, in where the, where the decision-making is happening that causes us yes. to, I don't, I don't, not even just miss fights. Like, yes, go ahead and talk about the miss fights first. And like the, the game side, because I personally have a game pick <laughs> on the non game side of it too, because it, it transcends just the actual game. Yeah. So, okay. Caveat. We're producing from home. This is hard. We understand. It's a problem. There's a certain amount of things that we should be fine with. Yeah. Not in this instance. We're going, no. we're playing a match that's super close. Like, goes to map five, goes to uh, the third map uh, of um, Koth. And then we're going to 99 to zero. For Chengdu. Oh. And then, miraculously, probably one of the sickest comebacks on the submap in Overwatch history, like by their teeth, the Guangzhou Charge fight themselves in a position repeat, repeatedly over and over to a point where they're 99 and 99. So it's the last fight, the second to last fight, not even that exciting. And Somehow, and by the way, like there were definitely fights where Chengdu was ahead and like somehow couldn't close it out. Great play by Guangzhou to yeah. win this match. But then the last fight, Chengdu should once again win it because Leaf has an EMP and we're somehow watching a replay come for the back. entire fight. Leaf has already beefed the MP. No idea what happened. Two people are dead, or or one is dead, one is demacked. The fight is over, and it's like, come on, dude. And I'm not going to use the metaphor that I I chose when we talked about it that night because this is uh, filter meter up, filter fight. meter up. We're, <laughs> we're not gonna get fight. That's a callback. But um, yeah, that's that's unexcusable. That is an absolute, like, you're getting excited yeah. for, like, 90 minutes, and then you're just, like, hitting, hitting me with a rattle. You just ruined on, it. On the head. Yep. And, 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 Mushroom I, stomp, yeah. When I, when I talk about, like, observing in general, and, and, I, and I qualify that by saying, like, this is all, like, one team. And, like, maybe it's wrong for me to call them the observing team, but, you know, just, just so we're clear, 
that's that's what I'm talking about. Not the observers themselves, but the team as a whole. Um, and, sure. and whoever needs to take you know responsibility for that. Um, as a whole, that's one of those things that like is blatantly obvious. Good observing, and my my you know uh you know uninformed opinion is not it shouldn't create more barriers for me to watch the game if i if i never notice the observing is some of the best i don't need to see good observing i just need to see the game and if you limit me from seeing the game or like just don't show me the game like that's that can't happen i know corona is affecting everything i get it 100 but that that decision making cannot happen that's that's a cardinal sin you can't do that this isn't like i think it's been the issue has been exacerbated by uh the coronavirus and going online, totally. but it 100%. has not been exclusive to that. This year um, has been, in, as far as I can remember, uh, more difficult to watch. And yep. it, this isn't about placing blame on specific people. No. But it is about saying that Overwatch is already uh, probably, if not absolutely, the most difficult game to watch. Yep. Cast. To understand. And spectate. Yeah. It's, it's incredibly difficult to do. Yep. Um, and the... But there, we're, we're dealing with some really basic production issues that we shouldn't be dealing with like producers queuing in casters twice into a live, you know, into like they did that with Uber. Uber got queued in and he was such a professional about it because he just does what the producer tells him, but he starts, he gets queued in right on time and starts talking and then gets queued in again, stops mid sentence and starts right over. He gets queued in again. We deal with this all the time. where like the cameras are always switching seconds earlier like full on seconds, like 10 seconds earlier, you just got people staring, clicking on things. And I don't understand the workflow that they, they think that they're need to do it this way, but this is something that broadcast GG has figured out like years ago. And like, I'm, I'm sorry, but at some point that needs to, you got to tighten that up. There's not really excuses for that. I, I will come to a slight defense of, of the observing in general. Um, I think the travel schedule definitely was going to put a, a, an impact on them. So I, I gave them some credit there where it's like, okay, you're traveling. There's a lot of moving pieces. There's a lot of moving parts. Like again, with like the time, the mind crunch or whatever, you know, week one, like, okay, that's going to happen week one. There's a, there's a pass there. And then with hero pools, if the players don't know what's going on, I can't really expect the observers to know how to show me like, I don't think that's an observing issue. Yeah. I don't just like switch to the casters on time, man. A hundred percent. And, and I don't know if that's again, like a fire they still have to put out in terms of what's going on with COVID and trying to do like broadcasts from all around the world. I don't, I, I can't claim to know exactly what's going on with that. But again, it is, it is difficult to watch at times. Like it is, it is rough. Um, with what Sean's saying, like, people not being queued in, you know, tons of production issues, you know, stuff not being shown properly, you know, it, you name it, it's kind of happened and it's not really getting remedied. It it feels like it seems like it's just happening every week and it's kind of just like, well, it happens, I guess. Um, 
and and maybe that's just par for the course from where they're kind of at with covid and trying to put this thing along but it's it's not doing itself any favors um the game that is in terms of like trying to help clarity like what's the the newest hero echo right it can now clone into another hero well, we already have mirror matches, so now there's a third replica of the same hero that somebody that's new to the game has to kind of decipher. Like it, the game doesn't isn't clear in the slightest, it, and it was it started incredibly unclear with no hero limit, and Rollock definitely helped. But we're not trying to help that along and remedy that and and produce a more clear, succinct way to kind of view and talk about the game. We're just keep stacking on more and more nonsense that just gets in our way and it's 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 disappointing and i and i i think that definitely impacts the 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 production and the broadcast and the observing yeah it's just it's it's been tough man like yeah we're we're talking about all these reasons and i don't know man i want to i want to stay optimistic about overwatch league and we're all here we still love talking about it every week yep yeah the players are talented I believe that totally. the people behind the scenes, like the the observers, I've worked with many of the observers. They're super talented. Yep. Uh, the yeah, they're struggling well, too, though. Super talented. There's yep. something somewhere that isn't right. And uh, I just hope they figure it out what it is before it's too late. Yeah. That's also, like, I really understand that, especially in these times, it's like you want to listen to shoulder content to the stuff you enjoy and you don't want to worry or totally, get bad yeah. vibes and whatnot. And I totally agree that the last couple of episodes that we put out weren't pleasant experiences to listen to. But it's also because this has been weighing on us. Like this is, again, like it was obvious. And I'm not sure if we've even done yet. No, with we're not. Now. I, and I hope I hope we are right. I, I I think I speak for all three of us when I say that I hope we're done. I hope this is it. And tomorrow we can wake up and maybe they fix the entire game and everybody's super happy. I'd love for that to be the case, but I don't want to sugarcoat things for people. This is how I feel. I I would I think I speak for you know my co-hosts and say that this is how they feel too. They're not going to feed you some some nonsense. And I think we kind of have a a duty almost to kind of represent that and say like, no, this isn't okay. We should do better. Yeah. I only feed nonsense to our uh, patron producers. Say whatever you you want, daddy. Yeah. (laughs) Just keep paying me them bucks. Uh, But it's also, we like, at least for me, I've never been strong against the energy that, is projected on on me. I'm not yeah. someone that stand like that can stand up to whatever vibes are currently floating around. Yep. Now, if I communicate a lot with Overwatch League people, and that is kind of my job, and I get this energy, it reflects on me, and I also feel for these people because, mm-hmm. like, I cannot help but have empathy with their situation, uncertainty. Like, of course, in esports, there's always uncertainty about career length. There's always uncertainty. Totally. Is my esports still in the Relevant. same state next year? Yeah. Um, is my owner appreciative of what I bring to the table? Can he realistically um, 
make a solid evaluation of how, what I bring to the table, or will he only realize when I'm gone? These types of things. And this is just fear and uncertainty of people that are in the best, best period of their lives. Mm -hmm. Of unreasonably talented people. Yep. I don't think you, like, the, the people that are in there are like, they have the co cognitive abilities, maybe not the physical, but the cognitive abilities to fly your, your, uh, your fighter jets, most definitely. <laughs> they, they can fly you two planes at once, right? They, a lot of them were great students. A lot of them were not so great students, but not because of a lack of smarts, but because of a lack of focus, because they didn't love it. Mm -hmm. And now they're being broken up with. Yep. And it's shattering. And that's just the, I cannot, I wish I was stronger than, than and we could like, because... I agree that my mood doesn't contribute to it getting better no. necessarily. It's just the but energy it's just, that I. It's just how you feel. It's just yeah. who you are. And there's nothing wrong with that. And I think that in the long run, people find that endearing and people, you know, respect that. And so they're not being fed just a load of crap. And like, yeah, like it, there's it, not a good time. And I wish we could talk about the games, but with what today has been like, I don't yeah, yeah. think it's necessarily right to just go, well, yeah, everything's on fire, guys. It's yeah. totally fine. But let's yeah. talk about the justice, huh? What about them? It's like, no, like there are topical things like on and, and I and I can hear the YouTube comments like, oh, just talk about the games. I I wish I could. I just don't but my heart's not in it today. My heart is is very much like, what's going yeah. on? Why are, can we get some communication? Like again, yeah. I got Where my blizzard go? pants on. Where does yeah. this go from here? Exactly. Yeah. I am I am going to say this and I, and I am going to make us end on a positive note. Sure. Thank and you. that is can we <laughs> talk about Hisu's Overwatch League debut? Oh, that boy. That boy correct. I, Top I 5 in my um I, to be fair, I didn't catch the entire match. I'll readily admit. All you need um, to see is Volsky. That's all that you needed. Man, this kid like I still remember I was doing my top five, um, my top five list of rookies. Mm. I was like, ah, who could I put in? Like, Sharp is not in there. And like, you know, these types of things. Lip, by the way, was not even on my radar at that time. Yeah, yeah. And I just asked around tier two coach, especially those that had been at the um, gauntlet. And there was one name everyone gave me. And it wasn't Lister. It was Hisu. Chipsu. Chipsa. It was chips. <laughs> no, chips. It wasn't chips. It wasn't chips. It was chips. Huge dance. Um, and like a lot of people considered him the hard carry of Runaway, where during certain parts of their season he was just like decaying people, basically. Mm. And um, I was like the notion that that's also if people remember back to what's us like saying. Uh, Philadelphia Fusion will be a top team and then others who coincidentally also thought that Washington Justice was going to be a good team said well no, but there's Carpe and like he had a bad sorry on the bench and a, dude a like as we <laughs> said every self-respecting coach will tell you like I'm playing the better player unless there's real politics going on yeah. in which case I hate my owner right 
That was obviously not going to be the case with this team. Also, there are double hits can matters, especially more so with hero pools, right? Yep. And there are also, I mean, Torp isn't exactly hit scan, to be fair. But there are many matters where people can flex, right? So, um, yeah, I, I think this kid has a very bright future. I'm not sure how, and this is where, to a degree, I agree with the point that Carpe is there and Carpe is an obstacle for Hisu. But it is also, if people t paid attention, for instance, to Paris, it's not just an obstacle, it's a, an opportunity for mentorship. And to me, it felt like Nico played absolutely cracked Doomfist. And where does he learn that from? By having Sparkle. probably the best Doomfist player in the world on his team, isn't it? Yep. Chipsa? Which shows him the tag. Chipsa's on, Chips on Paris? Is that a leak? <laughs> mm. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that, like, that kid is cracked out of his mind. And, yeah, he uh, looked I'm way better than his, his other performances. Um, in regards to Nico, that is, um, I oh, didn't yeah, yeah. Really pay too much attention yeah. to, to Philly all that much. So I'm, I'm glad that at least you uh, you had some some fire for that. I was uh, I was a little bit more glued to the Valiant Dallas game, which again, positively was surprised with. Got to see Dallas come out with a win. Got uh, Harry. I think somebody had crunched the numbers and Harry Hook's first win since like stage four of season one or something. Maybe Chad can correct Jesus. me on that. But finally, finally captures a win. Very fun match. Um, in, in the debate of Torb or Tracer or Torb versus Flankers and, and that whole dichotomy. It was it was a pleasantly a pleasantly good game. I, I quite quite enjoyed that. It was a good game. If you want to continue the positivity train. Can we, can yeah. we go to another positivity train moment? Um, let's let's see. Any other ones? Chengdu, you want to talk about Jinmu? Okay. Hey, I'm about it. You asked me. I, I'm here. I'm here to. I'm here to chat about Jinmu, and I think this kid is what I hoped Leaf could have been. I was very hesitant to give him like some sort of accolade because of where we were last year and and goats, where it's like, yeah, they're playing DPS and he looks good, but once these other people play DPS and kind of like give him a hard time, I think he kind of levels out. That's not the case. He's still just railing kids. Like this is like he's making more space than their main take most of the time. And that that says something. This this is this is this is a special kid. I think this is the person that I hope I, I wish leave would have been. And I, that still can be the case, but it's it's kind of becoming not the case. They're, they're giving him the chips here. Just going to say Very something nice play. about Jinmu. Yeah, say something nice about Chengdu. I like you won't have to force me. That kid is cracked. Like he's definitely <laughs> like he's he's a superstar. It's yeah. it's this level. He's it's like there's a certain level of elite players, and he would like profit, Carpe, um Corey, DK. Yeah. And then you go Jinmu. Yep. He's in with all those guys. He does it on different heroes, though. Yeah. Than Tara, anyone Jin. else in the in in that, and like weirdly, like for instance, what what is sick about Jinmu is like there's not a lot of people that have an outstanding like 
ridiculous Farah and then have something else. Mm, it seems like Farah is so ex exclusive. Like, okay, in the past, of course, like Mangachu or like, um, like Jane, for instance. Sure. Yeah. Um, but Jinmu has a wide variety of uh, heroes he can play. Honestly, his hit scan is not even that terrible. And, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sort of, I'm hyped about him. He's mm -hmm. not, not hyper flexible. I will say that. Like, there's definitely players yeah. that have a wider. He's uh, not colorless, but, but he makes it work, right? Yeah. And that's that's one of the reasons why Chengdu can stay, um, scary. Like, mm -hmm. Jinmu is pretty much the Cory of uh, Chengdu. I would agree. But they also aren't scared of doing weird stuff. Yep. And then also, no, I think, like, would you say, hmm, what? okay, take Corey and uh, Jinwoo away. Who, who's the better team? Chengdu or Chengdu. Washington? Just for the simple fact that they'll, like, do off meta stuff. And I think okay, that, that okay. definitely But pound for pound? Uh, I think it's close. Um, I mm -hmm. might have to give it a little bit to Washington. I think Arc Aim God, Arc Aim mm -hmm. God Ellie vote maybe is pretty strong mm -hmm. versus like A Ting Leave is like okay. Kyo's alright if it tells good. Ah, it's it's um, close. That's close. Good when you can play his stuff, right? Yeah. So it is close, but what gives them the edge and actually makes them one of the you know, mid-tier teams or lower mid-tier teams and not a bottom-tier team is that they try yes. uh, unorthodox stuff, right? So, but then again, like, this doesn't work without someone of the caliber of Jinmu. I'm yep. pretty I'm pretty sure. By the way, Kenobi's probably molding that uh, we didn't That's mention fine. Leaf, which is intentional by Joe because he thinks, I, he's convinced now that he sucks. I think I I'm think friends. he's I think I'm sleeping on him a little bit. Definitely not. Uh, he still needs to ramp it up in my estimate. Um, not not the person who's taking a lot of the spotlight here. It's definitely Jinmu. Holding um, about justice. I mean, justice. If you remove. If you remove hero pools and just like keep the game the same going into this season and you take away the star players, I like justice more than I like Chengdu. I think Chengdu Ooh. like take they take maps like they always are good for like they're good for you know dragging people down but without somebody that's really gonna put them away and like force you to scramble i don't think that works works as successfully and i think the core of washington you can plug somebody else into it and have it be okay and be serviceable i think it's close but i think washington probably like with an with an extra plus one minus Corey, you you probably like Edge Chengdu out, but I think, but I think in hero pools, I think Chengdu, okay. specifically yeah. because of like the intangibility and like the the chaoticness. Yeah. yeah, it's also just their their inherent qualities of the players just fall to what what's more an exotic and like obscure yeah. uh, playstyle where it's like, yeah. And they're a team honestly, that I wish Rollock wasn't developed for. I wish they were a team that could could opt out of Rollock. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, I, uh, like when thinking about the comps that are coming up next week, it's like, 
ah, like what do what does Chengdu want to play? They probably want to play some dive, but they really going to play Hammond Winston. Like yeah. they can't diva is banned, right? So what yeah, do you do? Like diva. you want to play triple DPS naturally? Yeah. Yep. That that would be the ideal. Yeah. You put Bacon Jack leave and and uh, yeah. Jinmu in, and you let him let him go crazy. And to Jinmu's credit, again, from somebody who looked okay back in the day and like contenders with like a pocket May to an absolute stud in the Overwatch League is is fantastic to see. And I'm I'm very glad that he's had the glow up that he has. And same with Ameng, you know. Formerly Vanessa for all the OGs out there. Um, yeah, excited. Glad, glad to see them find success. And there are other, you know, g small gems in, in the Chinese region that hopefully get a call up as well. So positivity, uh, you know, continued. So last, last good piece of positive news. Uh, sure. Dreamers Reinhardt. That was pretty fun, <laughs> huh? Not yeah. bad. That Not was bad. fun. I didn't say good. I said fun. I, yeah, I'll counter you and say I like uh, Gamsu's more. Gamsu looked like he was having fun. He had some pretty how's, how's, five. How are both tanks of the on the Valiant just chats? Like Packy's just like I was just thinking. Packy's just like I like the butts and I cannot lie. Like, he likes his thick boys. The Valiant are just a uh, fountain that keep on giving. Mm -hmm. They really are. Uh, yeah. Yep. God that bless was, that team, by the way. Like, was, I feel so bad for them. They're playing some really exciting and also like mm -hmm. punching up Overwatch. Of course, rough loss against the fuel. Um, but dude, two coaches. That's yeah. basically every argument we're going to have from this point on when we talk in preview or in review about mm -hmm. Bounty. It's just like Aha, the, two v, coaches. the piece. And the two coaches. That's the triple like symbolism in this side. <laughs> yeah, every every time we bring them up, it's just going to be this, and that's the caveat we got to make. It's it's rough. It's I feel bad for them. Yep. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, I don't know. It's, not everything is bad in Overwatch these days. No, not everything. But we're gonna tell you how we feel. Just realize that. Realize we that. Are. Now. And there's lots of other shows you can listen to if you don't like it. Totally. And we do a lot of feeling. We, we do. We're, well, we are three feelers. We're, 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 we're reaching the peak of the filter meter here, boys. Like, if I, if I had a slider, it'd be up. You yes. need to watch out where we're, where we're feeling. If you catch me. There breath. were parts here where I had to swallow down tears. <laughs> Definitely. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, all right. Well, hey, that was a fun show. Uh, big thanks yes. to everybody for hanging out today. I uh, hope you enjoyed it. Sorry we didn't get to recap the matches as much as we would normally uh, do and like to do, but um, I blame coronavirus, I think, COVID-19. It's one one way you could blame things or uh, one just, scapegoat. Just scapegoat it all. Did you see that? <laughs> I said this to my mother-in-law. Um, mm. so alcohol sales are up like 500% yeah. or something or like 200%. Um, and it says my, my Katie's family is from Texas and it says Texas leading the way. And so I sent them all a message that said, way to hold it down for us guys. And sent them a link to the, <laughs> the screenshot. Uh, yeah, you know, it's all COVID-19 at this point. Um, no. but thank you all for hanging out. Um, yes. you know, at the end of the day, 
it's just fun to chat with you guys. So thanks for hanging out with us. A um, couple of things before we do go again. Um, if you are interested in Valorant at all and like the show that we do, go to twitter.com slash spike drop. And we uh, are there. We'll announce uh, the show's going to record live on Friday at noon right here. And yes, uh, yes. that's going to be a ton of fun. And of course, it'll be available on YouTube and all that kind of stuff. So um, make sure to go follow that. We would really appreciate it. Um, other than that, we do have a new patron, Joe. Do we not? Ariel BR. Yep. Thank you for your patronage. Um, thank you. Thank you for, for showing up and, and, you know, supporting us and, uh, here to make some awesome content for you guys. So, um, as much as we doom and gloom about things, uh, we're not going anywhere. Still like the game. Nope. We're just, uh, we're, we're bitter bitter partners we're, we're just in a long long-term relationship we're like an old married couple with with overwatch like at True. this point so we're not going yeah. anywhere we're in it for the long haul you know we have kids so we yeah, and there's also this hot blonde on the uh, move okay. next to us we're just yep and it's really putting a strain <laughs> on our marriage get us out of here before he ruins it Jesus. <laughs> felt like I, I heard katie oh, in the man. other room go what yeah 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 <laughs> Um, yeah, honestly, chat, you're the only hot blonde we need. Jesus. Oh, man. So you need one. Katie. <laughs> Don't come in here. Don't come in here. Stop it. Don't bar the door. Occupado. Um, yeah. All right. <laughs> big dick sex <laughs> is yes. what chat said there uh yeah and uh five star itunes reviews yiska i think we got some uh yes give me a second while this opens this um unprepared this is i mean not a out of left field I, I will i will if joe does one you're doing the up other until the hundredth episode i would have learned yeah. like this that this is the case i was also doing it and then the blonde joke came popped into my mind it was over it was over yep. i had to so five star iTunes reviews um i'll just pronounce this venom um That's how i would have said it yeah uh thank you for the five star items review do we get four star iTunes reviews, by the way, that we're just not reading out? Because nope. like Can you we get like four and so, a half. So I I I see every iTunes review. Yeah. And we don't get four stars. Okay. We get five stars and one stars. You either love us or you hate us. I'm like <laughs> absolutely polarizing. <laughs> Very polarizing. <laughs> they give it the Yiska nice. treatment. Yeah. I like it. Nice. Uh Ramen 235. And is that actually the username? The, you can... the username is that, yes. Um, uh, iTunes, you're welcome, because that is uh, definitely an account specifically created for this. Best place for OWL. Uh, thank you for the five-star iTunes review. We appreciate it. Helps it out. Mm -hmm. uh, bye. I, I've like since starting this new job, I realized how important algorithms really are and how we controlled we are about them and how important also these contributions is. Like, yeah. of course, like, um, I have the patron and everything, but if you're watching, if you're liking the video, if you're like, 
Go on the extra mile, give us a five-star iTunes review. Like, all of that helps. Algorithmically. And, uh, yeah. Thanks for that. Yes, And it's thank free you. and relatively easy, especially if you have an Apple device. Hmm? Not as easy on PC, but still, like, I don't know if iTunes is even a thing on PC anymore. Like, it used to be, like, you still, like, defaulted to iTunes for a lot of things. I think with Spotify, I don't know if you do that on, on Windows anymore. Even just YouTubing but, it and liking, you know, doing all the cringy YouTuber stuff, you know, like, subscribe, ring the bell, share with your friends type of deal. Leave a comment. It's all free. Do you know how, leave much, a comment do you as know well? how big of a deal leaving comments are on YouTube videos as far as discoverability? It's a lot. It's getting people in the door. And that's the that's the first point of sale. You just got to get them in. And then they're more likely to, you know, then it then it begins. So yeah. every little bit, every little, every little bit helps. Yeah. So really, thank you guys. Uh, thank everybody. Yes. Uh, you could find us all online. Yiska at Yiska out. Uh, Joe at Volumel. Myself at Kick Tripod. Make sure to follow this show on Twitter at Tactical underscore Crouch. And follow our new Valorant podcast. I'm so excited, excited to do a Valorant yeah. podcast with you guys. It's going to be so it's gonna fun. It's going to be fun. The uh, it's it's going to look great. It's going to sound great. Blue Trust, crushed yes, it with it the soundtrack. Beautiful. Um, and hopefully it'll have good content too. <laughs> Fingers uh, crossed. Yeah. Here's to hoping. Uh, but mm. yeah, go follow that at spike drop on Twitter. Other than that, I think we're going to get out of here. We're going to see you Let's Wednesday for our preview episode. Is the YouTube channel for spike drop created yet? We, we actually are, are conversing right now. The tentative plan is to keep it on kick tripod, but we might change it to its own channel. We just don't want people to come to the channel for overwatch to unsubscribe because they're getting Valorant stuff. So we're going to have yeah. a conversation about that. I think there's definitely ups and downs for both. So um, mm. at the moment, uh, assume it's going to be on a kick tripod and on Wednesday we should have a decision on if it's going to yeah. be somewhere else. We'll keep you posted. Give us maybe a temperature on what you think in the YouTube comments. Like yeah. That would help a ton. Yeah. And in, yeah. in the post show too, we're going to come back for the post show and, um, you know, tell us what you think there. We're going to talk a little bit more off the cuff about it. Oh uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. All right, chat. Thanks so much. Uh, big thank you again to our patron producers, Battlecrab Pin, Lulshin, Charlie L, Audio Compass, Porkchop Sammy, Kosh67, Coochie, Kopi, Salsa Boy, 91, Shara. Got it. Damn. See you next time. Yeah, nerds.